Dear Father, it is a heavy storm. I hope you will not have to come home in it. So begins the record of a life that will end on a homeward journey in another heavy storm. A life unusually full of words, both spoken and written. Sarah Margaret Fuller is six years old when she writes this brief letter on a half sheet of paper saved by the devoted and exacting father who receives it, next by his widow, then by their descendants. Which one of them thinks to label it first letter? All of her survivors understand that there are, or will be, biographers, historians, students of literature who care to know. But first it is the father who treasures his daughter's message of concern, this lurching, unpunctuated parade of runes from the moment he unfolds the page. A father nearing forty and eager to set his young daughter, already an apt pupil, to a severe though kind education. And the mother, just twenty-one at her daughter's birth, only twenty-seven now. She is known to find any words her first-born child scribbles on bits of paper original, worthy of preservation. At seven, the little girl, a tall little girl with plain looks and auburn hair, whose height and imperious manner set her apart from her age mates, writes again to her father, Timothy Fuller, a brash and, for the moment, successful lawyer in Cambridge, Massachusetts, a U.S. congressman whose career in politics takes him away to Washington half the year in winter and spring. It is January of 1818. In the new year, the girl's concern for her father has transmuted into the desire to earn his good opinion, and so into more words, into the wish to show off her inquiring mind. I have learned all the rules of music but one, she writes now in a fine spidery script, and I have been reviewing Valpy's Chronology, a verse narrative of ancient and English history. And I should have liked to have been with you to have seen the pictures gallery at New York. Sarah Margaret's claims of accomplishment her carefully worded wish to join Timothy in New York, are meant to forestall what she has already come to expect from her overbearing father, the torrent of criticism, of her penmanship, of her rate of progress through his curriculum, of her style of expression, as he prefers to spell the word, S-T-I-L-E, all intended to bring his precocious daughter as near perfection as possible. Timothy, proud to have been a high scholar at Harvard, has been her only teacher, starting her on Latin at age six, requiring that she recite her lessons only to him during his months at home, insisting she be kept awake until his return from work to stand before him on his study carpet late at night, her nerves on the stretch, until she has finished repeating to him what she had learned that day. Already she has experienced more severity than kindness in her father's pedagogy. And so the anxious, 
eager to please seven-year-old Sarah Margaret Fuller, apologizes to her father, a man with absolutely no patience for mistakes, as she will to no one else in the voluminous correspondence that follows after this second letter. I do not write well at all, and I have written every day a little but have made but little improvement, and I hope to make greater proficiency in my studies. But the verbs tell all. She has learned and reviewed. She would like to see and to make improvement. These verbs are hers. The nouns also, music, art, chronology, the unfolding of world events, the progress of society.